Welcome to Joyful Souls, the podcast. I'm Tracy Benson, your host. I am so excited to take this weekly journey with you where we'll take deep dives into real talk with real people living an epically fulfilled existence. We'll give you tips, tools, and strategies that you can use in your everyday life to have more joy, more peace, more love, more connection, more of all the things that really matter. And it's crazily true. When you live like that in alignment, in joy, in peace, just expanding your heart and soul, it's amazing what you manifest and what will just show up at your door. So let's get this trip around the sun started. I'll see you on the flip side. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Joyful Souls, the podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Benson. Today in real time, it's September 21st, 2020. And, you know, it's been a strangely fabulous year, right? Lots of ups and downs, lots of unexpected turns and twists. And they seem to keep coming at every moment you're not expecting them. But that's life, right? We're just getting a whole lot of life in one year this year. And I know a lot of people are kind of tired of it. And I'm not going to lie, I kind of am too. I'd like to go back to some sense of normalcy, whatever that's going to look like. But today, what I want to talk about is relationships. And when I'm specifically talking about your intimate relationship, with your partner, your spouse, your significant other, whatever you want to call them. doesn't matter. It's the person who you spend the most time with that is an intimate relationship. And of course, that's not including kids and family members and that sort of thing. Those are intimate, but on a different level, right? And so what's been coming up a lot for me lately, not with mine, but with peers, and friends, and family members has been some issues in their relationships that are really kind of unfixable. Not that I think anything is for certain unfixable, but when something has been going on over an extended period of time, and there's been no shift, no motion to change in one party or the other, And when I say change, I don't mean we try to change people, but if someone is having behaviors that are unconducive for a relationship of that nature, i.e. cheating, lying, you know, all those sorts of things that, you know, are the basis for trust and love in a relationship, when do you leave? When do you know it's time to go? When do you know that things aren't going to get better and we're either going to have to accept and live with the way we've been living or we're going to reorganize. And I never say you make an ultimatum because there's no point. It's either you go or you stay. We can't change other people. We can't force anyone to do anything that they don't want to do. And often people will do those ultimatums and try to put all these rules on their partner once they've done something that is kind of a deal breaker, like cheating or lying. And sometimes those go hand in hand, right? But we can't, we can't put those expectations on others because the truth is 
they're not going to do it. The truth is they are the cheater. The truth is they are the liar. The truth is they are the manipulator. Whatever it is that is a deal breaker, if it's been going on for a period of time, it's probably never going to change for them. Now, does that mean there's something wrong with you because your partner cheats or lies or manipulates or whatever it is that is not working in the relationship that's that egregious? I mean, we all have stuff we got to work on. No one's perfect, right? But when someone repeatedly makes the same, does the same pattern of behavior over and over again, it's pretty safe to assume they're going to continue along that path until they decide to change. And it has nothing to do with you. You know, often people, and this goes for both men and women, they think if they were better, if they'd done more, if they'd done this, if they'd done that, maybe that person would treat them the way they wanted to be treated, that wouldn't cheat, they wouldn't lie. And that can even go for physical abuse too, or emotional abuse. They wouldn't hit me. They wouldn't call me names. They wouldn't treat me that way. And that's unfortunately simply not true because the person who is doing these acts, whether it's, you know, abuse or cheating or lying, whatever it is, it's all about them. What they're doing is all about them and not about the other person. Now, I'm not going to say there isn't somebody that does something like that to get back at somebody. So they blame it on the other person, but it's truly not the way it is. They made the choice to do whatever it is for whatever reason. They can blame it on anyone they want, but they're the one that took the action. They're the one that did the act. So it's really ultimately their responsibility. It's just like everything else. We can't blame other people for what we do, how we react, what we say. So what I've been seeing a lot lately, or it's been coming up, and I don't know if it's more with COVID because people are together more, right? I've had several people who have caught their significant other spouse partner cheating during this time period. And unfortunately, every single one of these people, this has been an ongoing pattern in their relationship. This is not new. This is not a one-time thing. This is a long-term issue in the relationship. And these people are asking me when to go. Well, Only you know when to go, right? And when to go is basically when are you going to stop tolerating less than you deserve? Nobody can make that choice for you. As somebody's friend, as their coach, as their relative, as their mentor, you know, whatever you are to them, you, of course, never want them to stay, right? You want them to in this situation and go and get what they deserve. But unfortunately, a lot of people are in such a bad mindset themselves as far as their worth and value, they don't even realize that that's why they're staying. I had one person tell me the other day, a beautiful young woman, that she didn't think, she was worried she would never find anyone else. It's so utterly ridiculous when you looked at her and she's kind and has a lot of great qualities, a very hard worker. She has so many benefits, and of course, she has failings too. Don't get me wrong, we all do. But there's no way if she chose to find another partner, she'd ever not find one. 
But sometimes in our brains, when we have this stuff going on long-term, like this young lady has had it going on long-term, our self-esteem and our self-worth is so damaged that we don't even recognize our own value and that we should not be allowing somebody to treat us in that manner. Now, don't get me wrong. If you have an open relationship, and I'm specifically in this case talking about cheating because that's what's going on with this young lady. If you have an open relationship and both adult participants are fully knowledgeable and you know you have sex with multiple partners, whatever the case is, that's not the case I'm talking about here. I'm talking about when one party doesn't want the other party with other people, but they are. You know, and it's, I looked at this young lady and I could see her value. Her friends and family see her value. Probably everyone sees her value but her. But she's tied her value into making this person want her and her only. Now, when you have somebody that's a serial, I'm going to call it a serial cheater, six plus years this has been going on, pretty much since the start of the relationship, what do you think the odds are that he's going to make or she is going to make that other person their one and only? Not real good, right? So this person who's in the relationship and that's what they want because part of their ego is getting in the way saying, you know, I should be enough if I were enough, so it must be me. If I did this, if I did that, if I look this way, if I talk this way, if I act this way, maybe they'll change. And, you know, this goes on the male and female side too. I've talked to plenty of men who are in the same situation on the other foot where they're taking this kind of, and I would call it abuse of the relationship from their partner. And they're actually all, you know, when you stay, you've become a willing participant, right? Whether you don't like it or not, if you stay in the situation, you have become a willing participant. Now, no one ever wants to hear that because they're the victim, right? They're the one that is being done wrong to. However, once you're aware, once you become aware and awakened to something that isn't right, it becomes your responsibility to take care of yourself and move on from that situation if it can't be rectified. Now, am I saying run out and get a divorce right now because your spouse lied to you or cheated on you? No, every situation is different and individual, but you cannot be the victim once you know and you stay. I want to say that again. You can no longer cry the victim once you know and you stay. Now, a lot of you aren't going to like that comment because you don't want to take ownership of your part. And in every interaction with people, everybody has a part to play. And if you're a willing participant in the relationship, in other words, you're staying, you have responsibility. You have responsibility for whatever repeated indiscretions, whatever repeated abuse is heaped on you because you stayed. Now, does that lessen the responsibility of the other party? Absolutely not. But we cannot claim to be a victim when we're aware and we choose to stay in the situation. Now, there might be some exceptions to that rule, and it's not really a rule. It's just kind of the way it is. We are. 
if somebody is in an extremely physically abusive situation and they've stayed long enough, they may not have the mental capacity to discern and get help, the proper help that they need to get out because fear is probably ruling every single decision they make. Now, that's still their responsibility, but we all have extreme empathy for people who are in those situations. And while it's not excused, it's more understood. However, I am going to say, if you are in a relationship where your partner, significant other, spouse, whatever you call them, cheats and has cheated more than once and you have stayed, then you are no longer a victim. You are a willing participant in whatever they're doing. Now, again, does that mean you set down the gauntlet? You do an ultimatum? In my experience in life, ultimatums don't work. First of all, because the person on the other end of it, you know, they have their own struggles and issues too. And so therefore, whatever they're doing, if it's cheating, lying, manipulating, emotionally abusing, physically abusing, it comes from their story and their behavior, right? From, you know, long ago, they have things they need to work on. So until they choose to make a change in their life for the better or even the worse, that's all up to them. All we can do is choose what our actions are moving forward. Are we going to stay and tolerate the thing that upsets us that makes the relationship rocky. I mean, I know I have a few friends that have stayed with people that cheat. They have various reasons for doing it, but I can tell you every single one of them is miserable. They worry all the time where their partner is. What are they doing? What do they lie about now? Who are they with? Did that person have any diseases? Am I they going to spread it to me? Because in most cases, these people are still having sex with their partner as well. It's kind of a mess, right? And we don't even know until we're in it sometimes. And sometimes, you know, we get so deep in it and so entrenched in it, we've actually lost our identity to it, that this is just the way it is. And if I were better, if I did something different, if I just look the other way, I'll be happy anyway. And sometimes people think that they are in love with someone that they really don't know. Because if someone's leading another life, a double life, you really don't know them. If they're lying to you, if they're cheating on you, maybe they have a sex addiction, maybe they don't. They've got struggles of their own. And what you've got to do is take care of yourself. You've got to get yourself right with the world. And sometimes that means moving on from those situations. Now, everybody's different. I would never tell someone to leave. That's not my place. However, I do get a lot of people coming to me, talking to me about about relationships and the things that go on with them. And it's all about what you're willing to tolerate. What are deal breakers for you? Knowing your self-worth and acting on that self-worth, which a lot of people just don't do. They stay and they stay and they stay until they're so blinded by it all that they can't even see a way out. And I will tell you also, there's an addiction issue with that, which sounds really strange, doesn't it? Addicted to somebody that treats you poorly. Well, they're not addicted to that. 
they're typically addicted to those few moments where that person gives them that glimmer of hope and love and attention that they desire. They live for those fleeting moments because when they get them, it's like a drug. They are all of a sudden euphoric and happy and, oh, maybe he, she does love me. I knew it. I knew it. But those moments flutter away and then they live in the despair in between those moments. But they're yearning for that hit, that uplift, that charge that they get when they finally get what they want from their partner. And the worst part about it is they don't even realize that they're addicted to those fleeting moments that come very few and far between in abusers and cheaters, narcissists, sociopaths, and just people that are often, you know, literally incapable of doing the things that their partner wants because they're so in their head and in their stories and in their whatever their rules are that they don't even see past that to their partner except for fleeting moments right have you ever had one of those with a relationship that wasn't good that you didn't stay in where you stayed a little too long because you would get one of those fleeting moments where things were just sublime but very quickly it dissipated and you went back to the same old, same old. And some of us are blessed. We make the choice early to leave, to end that relationship and move on. And it's not that we hate the person, generally. We don't. We just know it's not good for us and that we deserve more. And unfortunately, I see more and more people lately that don't realize their value. and so. Today, if any of this sounds like your relationship, I want you to stop and think about how you really feel about yourself. Do you love yourself with every soul, every fiber and cell in your body? Because you should. And I know when you do that, when you feel that way about yourself, when it comes, when love is an inside job, you will no longer tolerate anything less from your partner. Now, does that mean that you think your partner's going to be perfect? No, that they're not going to screw up. No, not talking about that. We're talking about severe indiscretions that are, you know, violence and emotional abuse and cheating and lying. And, you know, I even have one family member who their spouse would disappear for three, four, five days, you know? And so those are the types of things I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the normal, you know, he left the toilet seat up. She left it down. You know, she didn't cook me dinner. He didn't take me out. I didn't get flowers for my anniversary, whatever it is. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the extremes, right? And so when you realize that you are in that relationship, I want you to reach out to someone that can help you. You can reach out to me. And if I can't help you, I have other resources that can. You can reach out to a pastor at church. And now if they tell you things that you know aren't right now that you've, you're awakened, 
then you reach out to someone else. Reach out to someone who has what you want, because that's the best way to get something you don't have. Take the lead of someone else and follow them. But also, typically, those people, if they're going to give you advice, it's going to be more sound and sage because they are doing things in a good manner. And like I said, no one has a perfect relationship. If they say they do, those are the people you run from. We're all a work in progress, every single one of us in life. But my wish for you, my ladies and gentlemen, who are living with less than you deserve, who are trying to be better for someone who does not deserve you to be, because you already are good enough, they just do not see it and don't appreciate what you are and who you are and what you bring. Please put your hand over your heart and know that you are worth every beat. Feel your lungs rising that you're worth every breath on this planet and that you truly deserve more. But it all starts with self-love. And sometimes we have to work to get to that point. I know I did. So guys, any questions, please reach out. This just was on my heart today and I wanted to reach out. And if this resonates with you and you're struggling, please reach out to someone. Don't do it alone. Don't stay in the situation that's tearing you apart, that makes you feel less than. All right, guys, you have just the most beautiful day. I love you with every cell and fiber of my being, and I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Joyful Souls Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at tracybenson at joyfulsouls.com. Thanks ever so much for listening and have a beautiful day.